Hello, ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome to Bulbacast. This time, it's Season 2, Episode 14. I am Tusa Skull, of course, and tonight we are going to have a very thoughtful and full cast indeed, and we're going to begin by introducing everybody. First, we're going to have Satoshkin from Bubble Garden. Man, I had to battle a whole bunch of walruses to get here, but hi, guys. Hello there. We have Archaic, your friendly Bulbacast Garden webmaster. Hey, everyone, how's it going? From Brinstar Depths. Your friends and mine, Dratini927. Hey, guys. Also from Bulba Garden Chats, we have Misty. Yeah! Oh, yeah, so so charged tonight. I like that. We have... <laughs> we have um, Kasumi, also from Bulba Garden. Hello. Yes. And finally, the webmaster with the most, the owner of Falcon Files Network. Hey, everyone. How's your friend and mine, PPN Steve. We're going to have a great cast for you tonight, and we're going to get things started by getting our first call in. And that first call in is going to be Blondasaur, and let's get Hi, it right now. I'm on the air. So hey. Hello, Blunt. Two. <laughs> good day. How are you, good sir? Good day. Welcome back. Not bad, not bad. And what's your question? Well, I think I'll start off with a bit of a strange question. You remember how Satoshi Tajiri, when he first came up with the concept of the game, you imagine them, like, walking back and forth between it on the link cable? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Well, now that we're on the DS, the thing's online, and how would you imagine Pokemon getting back and forth between, between DSs? Well, if we remember that he originally considered them to be, like, insects and that, why not just have them as flying insects that travel between them that way? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Awesome. It's probably more high-tech. Yeah, yeah, that is or, a definitely feasible thing, yeah. Or if you want to have a, um... If you want to have the really bad pun of the internet and everything, uh, imagine them as spiders spinning webs. Actually, this may sound weird, but here's how I picture them traveling. You guys ever heard of Ryusei no Rockman or Mega Man Star Force? How, like, the world's connected through, like, a huge radio wave road? Do you mean Battle Network? Like that thing? Well, sort of. Actually, Star Force is, like, the sequel to Battle Network. Okay. Basically, I imagine Pokemon traveling between DSs on, like, a big, invisible Wi-Fi radio wave road. The Pokemon will, in effect, be transmitted, will be pretty much put in molecule form through a computer, and they'll have Uh, to travel through the computer over to the other side. It's more more like bits of data. You can't really say molecules Mm. for digitized data. Well, molecular data. Just a bunch of ones and That's called bits. So they're basically... But, uh, he, but, uh, there, but you can't completely digitize a body or, Not in any, real life, or anything but of that sort. In, in but you a have movie to because or if an anime play. series, you can do whatever you want. Laws of physics don't apply. Exactly. No, you do have a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just compressed into data and transmitted just like any other packet. How many of you guys have already have your teens planned for Diamond and Pearl? Nope. I sort I of have a team plan, but it's kind of in the works. One second. To answer people's emails have been asking me, Oh, what's your DP Franco? I do not play the games. So, so email CSS that, killer please. and tell him Thank to play you. the games. And you heard it first um, here on Robocast. 
Okay, now I've actually already got the game, so it's a bit different for me, but uh, I hadn't actually planned what Pokemon I'd use when I got the games. I just pretty much, uh, when I got... Well, no, I wanted a Rapidash, but that's only because I knew it would be the only decent fire type I'd get for most of the game. And other than that and the starter Pokemon, I didn't know what I'd take. I wanted to use uh, routes, but I never found one, so I didn't use it. And eventually I just found it was easier to pick up a Geodude, a uh, Abra, and a uh, Machop. Evolve them, trade them, trade them back, and just use those. They seemed to be the most powerful things I could get at that stage of the game, and it let me go through pretty easily. Yeah. But there was no actual pre-planning. Go if you go. Just kind of happened. Oh, I see. Well, on that same subject... How many people will be getting the game do you think have already planned teams? I think most who'd be getting it in English have planned teams simply because they've had the opportunity to look at walkthroughs or look at the decks and find out everything. When we all got our Japanese versions, well, I mean, when I got mine, I'm not sure if anyone else here has one, um, we knew nothing. We had no guides. We were writing them. We had no dexes. We were writing those. And... It was pretty much just a matter of discovery. Right. We, we had no idea what would be available. Before I go, I just want to do a couple more impressions for you. <laughs> First okay. off, and they're both water types, by the way. First off, I want to do my corefish for you. Carfish! 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 Thank you. Haha, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 This is the first time I ever tried to impersonate a Japanese Pokemon. This is the first time I've ever tried to do this, so... Bear with me if this sounds a little rough. Pacha! Pacha, Pacha! Well, right, I guess, I guess, I guess, I thank you much for the call. Oh, no. It's not to, quite so high-pitched. It has to be It has to be at a higher pitch, and I don't think you can get... You can yeah. Play, voice register can go that high. So. I told you it was my first time trying it. <laughs> Good attempt. Okay. <laughs> Good attempt. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give you the name for reference. Pacha, I can't even go that high. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll work on a better impression for the next week. All right. Anyway, Kiro Chan's waiting to get on, so I'm out of here. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for calling. See you. See you Take care. Bye bye. What a great call. <laughs> so, yep, indeed. So. Now we're going to go over and uh, have the question of the week, and here is Satoshi-kun with that. Hey, this is Satoshi-kun, and welcome to the Bulbacast question of the week. For this week, the question was, the features for Diamond and Pearl have already been announced, but the question for you listeners is, would there have been anything that you would have wished to have been a feature that didn't end up being a feature? So, let's go and see what our readers have to say. Jonuichi says that he'd like to see a voice recognition feature alongside the select register feature. What he means is, you know, when you use the select button to register an item, he was kind of hoping they'd do the same for the voice feature. They do a blabber for that, but it'd be used more often. Just say go, and poof, you're on your bike in an instant. Yeah, that's his choice for a feature. Not much, but what was on his mind. <laughs> and, let's see here, we have... 
Steel on Ice Rule thinks that it would be awesome if there's a feature that could be turned on and off which would allow you to command your Pokemon. You could speak into the mic and say Glalie, use Ice Beam, or Steelix, use Iron Tail, and it would attack based on that. He's not sure if it'd be possible, but it'd be cool nonetheless. Eh, I kind of have to agree. Habaneku has thought that it would be kind of interesting for a radio that served as the jukebox, letting you change the music that played along the route. That would kind of be interesting. Alright, um, Die1313 thinks that it'd be interesting to have a custom map creator so that you could make your own terrains and possibly have them a way to upload them to someone else's game or some way to use them as a server on Wi-Fi. Kind of reminds me of Deathmatch and uh, making your own Deathmatch levels and such for 3D shoot 'em up games. Kind of an interesting idea. Ooh, Captain Post says that he thinks that creating your own character would be the next step for Pokemon. Pokemon games are amazing, but that's one thing that's been missing. We get the ability to choose from multiple different looking avatars instead of uh, just one male and one female. He feels it'd be more like role-playing the character. Maybe they could implement different outfits and hairstyles along with multiple body designs. Even have an avatar that looks over 18 years old. Gah! That might be a good idea, but my god, I wouldn't want my ugly mug in the game. <laughs> Pikachu Trainer really would like to uh, have more focus on the competitive aspect, such as with Emerald. And yeah, he thinks that Wi-Fi is much better than any Battle Frontier, but Battle Frontier made Emerald one of those games whose replay value was just awesome. <laughs> sure, you can go and battle with your friends, get on net battle, and even Wi-Fi for DP, but the Battle Frontier generated the hype and replay value that deserved to be in DP, with the newer feature that eh, possibly would be considered for the third game of the series, Opal or whatever the hell they're gonna call it. Blastor decided that he thinks the Diamond and Pearl is almost perfect, but if he had to add anything, this is what he'd add. He says, I'm sure that a few people might disagree with me on this one, but I think it'd be cool if, there were, if the Pokétech had a phone like the Pokégear in Gold, Silver, and Crystal, and the Pokénav in Emerald. True, a lot of the calls were annoying, but hey, they could change that. Instead of a bunch of inane calls about what Pokémon they did or didn't catch, or what battles they did or didn't win, you could call, they could call you about more important stuff like whether go on certain routes, or when certain events were happening. You could even have the option to call them and ask them to meet you somewhere to battle, trade, or help you out with certain tasks. And of course, when they call you, you have the option of whether or not to answer. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Earthbound myself, when uh, you got the phone and whenever there's something you really need to know, you know, your dad would call you, or someone would call you with an invention or something. Could be a good one. Now we have a real simple question for next week. The question would be, what's your DP starter going to be? Any clue? Eh, just let us know. Give us a quick uh, reason as to why. And just keep it brief and keep it fun to read. Also possibly starting in the future, if uh, the question of the week continues to be as popular as it is, I might have to start selecting like two or three of the best of the week and read those and just um, you know keep it brief because eh, some people are, have been saying that the question of the week is getting a little boring, 
So either, you know, we need to find a way to spice it up or, you know, shorten it, but just whatever. Y'all enjoy. Thank you for listening and take care. Thank you, Satoshi, for that wonderful insight. And now we're going to go to our next call-in. Next uh, call-in tonight is going to be Julie, so let's get her in right Hi, now. Hi. Hello, hey, Julie. Hi, Julie. Oh, hey, Julie. Episode number <laughs> 14 of season two. First-time caller. Nice to have you on. Long-time listener. <laughs> um, I had a question, and then I thought Thank it was you. lame, so I actually thought of a better one for you guys. Um, I've noticed on Bulba Garden and just on the forums and stuff, there's been a huge amount of hype, obviously, for Diamond and Pearl. I was wondering if any of you were around for the releases of Ruby or Sapphire or even as far back as Gold and Silver as far as releases go and kind of hype on the internet. And just kind of what were those like in comparison to the Diamond and Pearl anticipation where there as many people? Was there, you know, just as much... There were Very probably question. more. Uh, um, I, I think I both just... PTN and me were around for the gold and silver releases. Um, I would have wouldn't have I actually was. been a webmaster back then, it. but I know PPN was. It and, was very um, huge. Yeah, it it was huge. It it was. I it would say massive. at least double um, what we have for the Diamond and Pearl. It hype. was very interesting. And the, let me tell you why. And this is my opinion. Not the opinion of uh, Cash in general, but just me. Nintendo promoted it. They advertised it well in advance, put out a lot of information. They generated hype. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the trading card was, game was pretty popular at the time. Well, it still is, but... Yeah, there was a lot... Of, it was in the news more. It was in the mainstream media more than it is now. Uh, it was, you know, big still. So they had that, yeah. that big wave to ride, which yeah. really helped. But the actual promotions, commercials on TV, ads, uh, print ads, that kind of thing, was everywhere. Big, huge displays in game stores, et cetera, et cetera. You're not seeing that for Diamond and Pearl. Also, actually, um, with the old games, back then we did not have a significant portion of the English-speaking Pokemon fan base who could actually browse the Japanese sites, understand what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. We didn't get that until maybe the Ruby Sapphire release, maybe a little after. By the time Gold, Silver, Crystal was released, and that was a worldwide release, it was released actually on the same day everywhere outside of Japan, or practically the same day, you had a lot more hype about it, simply because everyone was playing that at the same time and discovering it for the first time. The only info we'd had up to that point yeah, but there was, was pretty much the press releases and Where stuff is... from magazines. Right. Obviously, the internet has become much, player. Uh, much larger and uh, much more accessible to people. Yes, much more accessible to people over the last few years. I mean, in the in the gold era, you basically had just dial-up and uh, nothing really else. If you're lucky, a few people yeah. had DSL and a few people had cable, but it was not consumer. Well. That could not be afforded by the average Joe. I don't know. The gold silver era was when I started on the internet. You still had some big sites yeah. going on. Pojo, Pokemasters, they're both there, the old Pulvagar. There was a lot of activity. You know, it was. A lot of I still stuff think there was a lot fans, there. But 
There was yeah, a lot of actually, hype was but, way uh, better back then than it is now. Yeah. The overall fan base, people interested in seeing seeing this stuff, These it days, was larger. Indeed. I think now the official hype yeah. has been replaced by the user hype. They don't hype it as much because they know we will hype it for them for free. Julie, any other uh, questions or comments? Um, just a really quick one, I guess, my original question, because I'm still curious. I guess for anybody that's played the Japanese version so far, what can you tell us about the Shino Underground? I know it's kind of a big deal. That's how you do your secret bases, but I guess I was just kind of curious about how that's going to work with Wi-Fi and stuff. Okay, probably would be the best to answer. He's played the okay. game. <laughs> okay, um, well, I guess I'm the only one here at the moment who's actually played that. Um, to be honest, I haven't really used the thing all that much, so um, I'll, I can only really be brief. Um Basically, when what you do in there, if you're just playing on your own, is pretty much just mining up some special, like, gemstones and that, and you use them to buy a few special things from some certain guys, um, like TMs and so forth. Um, you can also set up your secret base in there, set up all your... Um, your furniture and whatnot, and uh, if you connect to via Wi-Fi to another person, you can kind of do this capture the flag sort of thing between your base and their base. Um, there's probably something more there, but I haven't really experimented with that part of the game too much, so there's not much I can really tell you besides that. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's I think fine. That about covers right. most of it, though. Sounds good. Cool. Thank you. All right. Any more? No, that's it. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, Julie, for calling. Thanks for your call. Uh-huh. Have a good Thanks. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye, Bye Julie. Another great call. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Great call. Indeed so. And while we spin her off, let's spin this commercial messages to you. So don't go away. All right, I would like to apologize to anybody. Once again, we're going to sing. It's my fault. It's Archaic's fault. Blame us. But we're doing this again because not a single person said anything bad to us. And if they did, we ignored them. (laughs) So, this week we are going to ruin yet another good song, and it's going to be me and Dratini. You ready to go, Dratini? I'm ready when you are. Good deal. Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles. Here's in a Pokeball. Squirtle power. They're the world's best firefighting team. We're really hip. They're heroes in a Pokeball and their scheme. Hey, what a rip. (laughs) When the evil spammer attacks, these Squirtle boys don't cut them no slack. Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles, Archaic taught them to be ninja teens. He's a radical cat. Misty leads, Sato does machines. That's a fact, Matt. PPN is cool, but food? I'm not a steak. TSS isn't a party, dude. No way! Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles. Here's in a Pokeball, Squirtle Power. (laughs) 
I can't believe we just did that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to go to our next call-in. That is going to be Karuka-chan, so let's get him right now. Welcome, Karuka-chan, to Bulbcast episode number 14 of Season 2. All right. First of all, I'm going to start griping about the first gym leaders in most of the generations. Aside sure. from Generation 2, all of the generations have had the rock type for the first gym leader. And to be quite honest, that pisses me off because they were just the three most common types you have early game. Normal, flying, and poison. And, like, why can't they just make a challenging gym without having to rely on resistances? But rocks are great. I think it's to try to get you actually using your... Um your starter, pretty much, and to make it so you have a more challenging game if you pick yeah. the guy who has a disadvantage against that starter. So for the first game, well, obviously, Grass was the most effective, so for the second game, they went, right, fire let's turn that around and make it so Grass is the worst one oh, to pick first up. <laughs> uh, that's why I always pick water, because water is cool. My, my, I'm sorry, my Blastoise could own your Charizard. You bet always. Dratini still owns them all. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Dratini's a little, little tadpole in the water. I think Drat needs the bading right now. Dratini, your Pokemon was so lame, its episode got banned. Oh, <laughs> no, the, oh to, no! To come back to that, it means it's just that badass. Do you have another question? Oh right. Oh yeah. If it was that badass, why does it need guns <laughs> to make a good episode? Why? Oh. <laughs> I like Munkin. Okay. <laughs> Since that didn't really go that far, I'm gonna rant about something else now. It is all people who hate on poison types just because they're weak to ground? It's like if you're gonna hate on something for being weak to ground, hate on rock for it having five weaknesses. Poison only has two, and it's also mean to toxic. So there. <laughs> the problem with being weak to ground is that every single uh, Wi-Fi team or previously Link Battle team would have Earthquake in there, and they probably have it more than once. So taking poison types that can't avoid the Earthquake, pretty much asking to lose. Though, if you note, two of the most popular poison types, Gengar and Weezing, have absolutely no... are completely immune to earthquakes, so they're awesome. They have no weak? Exactly. Yeah, they have no weak. Like, call wow. me Suicune. Call me Suicune is, is going to have weakness in Diamond and Pearl because of the whole, you know, leaf blade thing. Mm. You know, if you also think about uh, the yes, evolution of Gligar Gliscor, it's poison flying, so that's a good advantage for... No, you know, it's not. not. It's, ground, it's ground flying, like Gligar. Uh, oh, never mind. My bad. <laughs> for some reason, I thought it was poison. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, if you're going to hate on something for being weak to ground, don't just hate on the poison types. It's like, I don't see anyone hating on Metagross, and it's weak to ground. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm going to move to my next thing now. Um, this one, you know, it's a bit more open-ended. Um, I noticed, like, way way back in the old games, and, like, well, in the old games, like, your final fight in the whole game against your rival, and then, mm-hmm. of course, like, all the noobs who are just starting the game, they think that just because they have a, a team with all the different elemental types on it means that it's well-balanced, but it's not. I mean, no, it's like that one day not. where Bluntman had a, had that team he made with like all the elementals, and Sergo just ripped the fuck out of it. There's just Pokemon is amazingly complex. People often underestimate just how 
deep you can go with the strategy. So it's like you have to take into a lot of considerations I, I to make too. a truly competitive I mean, level I don't team. Some myself. people it just that's just not fun. for them, I guess. I just play exactly. it to enjoy it. I don't play it to to analyze it myself. I if it's good enough I to keep the next center in line, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. For, you know, I'm not looking for competitive battle. I'm looking to play through the game on my own because I've never had anyone to compete with, period. You know, yeah. Exactly. You know, you, you grow to If you do it right, team. you, you don't have see, a don't pretty good chance there saying, in oh, I've got to analyze this team or that team. If you have a well-built... And, I mean, you train you know, this, well, that, that, that even though it might not fun out of it for me be personally. the most popular yeah, same here. Uh, Pokemon in a competitive battle environment. Yeah, you know, I I wouldn't trade anything for my for my far fetched Doug Trio and yeah, you like them because you spent oh, the time I with love them, right? Guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't sit there and look at their stats. I I picked them and worked with them, and they really yeah, exactly. Yes, they true. made me happy, and I made them happy. That's that's to me what playing a game is about is in, you know enjoying. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like whenever I'm my kind of team. It's just like I usually use completely the opposite of whatever all those noobs use. It's like all the popular types I don't use mostly. I use all the yeah, like but... unorthodox types. Like there's not many Pokemon of like fighting ghosts and things like that. And it's like my best friend. He doesn't understand how I can I'd use. Kill them, him like, with one Pokemon. What do you know? He's and of course my best friend is also the one who's trying to make a team of all grass types. Well, hey, I used mana. to make it teams of all bugs. Well, it's, yeah, it's, just, it's just a mono challenge. I mean, bug is yeah. bug is like an average yeah, wave. It's got average balance of weaknesses and resistances. Right. And it's like was grass is kind of like you know, grass is one of those things much, that you yeah. don't need if you have electric and water on your team. Right. You get grass near anything with fire, you're screwed. Fire, flying, you know, things like that that are common. Yeah. I mean, all those bloody things that have aerial ace. Yeah, but really, you know, what I was trying, what I think, you know, is Pokemon's for everyone. You know, it's it's great for someone who wants something to analyze, but it's also, you know, great uh, for the person who just and, you know, wants really, fun. And I think both what's really cool sides is, is are very that will sometimes and, cross. You know, I'm just glad there's a lot of different types of people to. who do enjoy the game. Like a fun player will so actually build a really good competitive team, go to a competition somewhere, and do well. Without really doing the, the smog on thing, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, it happens. Right. Yeah, like because how the whole you know Pikachu winning against Rhydon thing, People and cheat. Pikachu somehow having more defense than Dragonite thing. <laughs> but the they anime do does not equal the game. Exactly. True. Because remember, the anime physics and uh, the game physics are two different things. Yeah, you know, the anime fo- loosely follows the game, but just to this, just for That's this consideration, you, we I think we've brought it up a few times before, but you know how a Pokemon and the anime has like eight or nine <laughs> moves. You can't have that I in the game. It's like can't. super. Yeah, it's super. Th- and also, the well, physics does all the Pokemon in the game have ADD. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another thing. During in, in the anime, you don't see people constantly giving heals or, uh, sp- or um, herbs or whatnot. I, well, how come? That's because the Pokemon like hardly ever too. get knocked out. It's like they can like, take like you know, so use many use agility hits and then tackle. And they're still going. It's well, like maybe, all they have to do is that heals them. Or maybe, or maybe they're like the Pikachu on steroids. Yeah, or, just like that. In the game. <laughs> you get the diagonal clapping. <laughs> 
Yeah. One more thing I'd like to mention before I go is that Hikari whooped the ass out of Ash because if you compare the first episode she appeared in to that very, very first episode where Ash first became think... the trainer, um, if you compare their skills, it's like Hikari just looks She's so She's also probably much had in her first exposure episode. like from media or whatever. Well, so to be like, like, like ready for it. Save her to be drama. Coordinator, so she's supposed to... Whereas Ash... Sorry. Eh, all he had was, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Her mother's a famous coordinator. Yeah. So Hikari whips Ash. Pink exactly. I can see another ship coming up. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kuchan, for calling. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. All right, you Bye. take care. Thanks for your call. Good Bye. Another great meeting. Another ship. we close out, I do want to mention one thing quickly. Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't mention this last week. So, um, it's come out recently that there will be a uh, tournament season of some uh, kind set up for the Pokemon trading figure game. That'll start uh, this year at about the same time that the next season for the Pokemon TCG starts, so I guess that's in like September October. We don't have much more information on that at the moment, just that that will be the case. Uh, also have heard that the rules for the trading figure game uh, are actually going to be altered. It's not going to be the same as what we've all seen in those rule books in, that we've bought with the game oh, really? so far. So mm. basically consider what's in there at the moment to be like introductory starter rules that will not be what you are playing in the tournaments. But what changes they're going to make, I have no idea. All right. So they're not telling us. Thanks. Thanks, Archaic. Um, one thing I would like to add, though, is um, I have talked about this earlier in the cast, but the tenth of the uh, Diamond and Pearl uh, release on April twenty second, there will be an event held downtown Manhattan. You know where that is. If you don't know where that is, that's why God invented Google Maps. But in any case, this is the Nintendo World Store. It is located in Rockefeller Center, right in the heart of New York City. And um, I'm actually going to do some reporting down here for uh, VPN and Pocket Monsters as well as uh, Bulba Garden. I'm going to share my resource Yay. with them. I've heard that they're going to give some products away as mm. well as uh, some other prizes. Left or right. And, uh, if you're lucky, you can get TSS to sign them. Ooh. Get my autograph. <laughs> oh, my God. Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, that April 22nd, it's going to be the Nintendo World event. And uh, right. either go there or do something, and I will be reporting for uh, BMG, PPN, and PM. So please uh, try to go to the event. If you cannot make it, and I know many of you people will probably not want to travel 3,000 miles just to go get a damn game because you probably have it already in EB Games. But if you want to be in the magic from the Nintendo World Store, it is in the heart of New York City Rockefeller Center. And we're going to start closing things down. But before we do that, remember to go to the places that we want you to go to. As always, irc.pocketmonsters.net. The channels you want to go to are Pound Bubble Garden, Pound Pocket Monsters, and Pound Bubble Cast. One hour before the cast begins, wherever it might be. Please go to pocketmonsters.net, bubblegarden.net, and pokemonpalace.net. Realize this week's cast has been a 
a little short, everyone, so sorry about that. We do need a lot more call-ins. Uh, obviously, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the coming weeks with the uh, Diamond Pearl release, hopefully. So uh, yep. please uh, send in your questions if you can't actually uh, come onto the cast, but we'd love to have you on if we can. Uh, you know where to go by now, I hope. If you don't post on the mm-hmm. forums, we'll, well, I mean, we can tell you where to go to get all the software you need to actually get on. It's all free, so don't worry about that. And, uh, well, I guess, well, actually, I won't be here next week, because so, I'm at the uh, Supernova Convention here in Brisbane. If any of you are turning up to that, I'll be there uh, both Saturday and Sunday doing demonstrations of the Pokemon trading figure game and tr- possibly the trading card game as well. So uh, if you're here in Brisbane, Australia, please go along to that. Well, I guess, yeah, everyone else will be here next week. So if you can't get along to that, please call in. And that'll just about do it for Bulbacast episode number 14 of season 2. It only remains me to thank Archaic, Satoshkun, uh, Dutini927, Misty, uh, Kasumi, PPN Steven, our Collins, Blantasaur, Julie, and Kodukachan. And I am TSS Killer reminding you to keep your pitches safely flying and keep your monsters in your pockets. Good night, everybody. Bye! Don't even know. Not the Satoshkun,